Hey, hey, everybody. Guess what? It's because we're, we're sticking to, to Monday being the funky show, right? I dig it. Something that you can move. I'm going to even change. I'll dial back on something you can shake your ass. There's something you can move. I'm tired of you motherfuckers just being sad. He hurt me and I was sad and she broke my heart. Oh man, I cried and I do cocaine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. I get drunk and I, like, you know. I don't think people remember that. Do you remember that? Whoa. Cocaine. I remember that rock and roll clown, baby. I remember that phrase, but I realized I was talking to my sister earlier, like, that there's just such a collection of shit up here, and I don't even remember where half the shit comes from. Like, I can say it on cue, and it'll make sense for the moment, but if you be like, where did that come from? I'm like, it's like, right about now. Don't feel bad. 58% chance I remember what the fuck the phrase is. I know that it fits. I know, who's, I know, like, I know the tone. I know the voice who said it. Who said it? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember. It's from the, uh, fuck. I want to say it's like Megadeth or whatever the little cartoon oh, yeah. Rock and was when it was on Delt Swing. Yeah. Yeah, that the fucking, was a fucking thing. The rock and roll clown that was just coked out of his mind on a regular basis, sniffing mountains. That, that well, there's that. Like, I, I think for the past, like, two weeks, I've been just in, like, in passing being like, 22's man boobs touch it all night, baby. Ooh. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? And I just randomly, like, I was like, it literally, I've been saying that shit, like, just driving around for two solid weeks. And then I was like, oh, shit, big black. I don't know. It took, and for the, I was like, there's a lot of shit up here because it shouldn't take two weeks for me to remember. Oh, yeah, Chunky Boys. Rest in peace to Big Black. Dude. I feel like he was like, that was a star star. Just just being himself and enjoying life and having fun. And he did his thing until his passing, even though Bernie's Burgo stole his logo. But it's okay. We're we're not going to talk about that. Nobody brings that up. Like, oh, she got a nice custom chip. Nope, she stole that logo from Big. She didn't even, it only like she changed it at all. She just stole it and said, This is for me now. Double B's. I was sincerely looking forward to him just becoming like some type of cult classic gigantic megastar. That would have been fantastic. Because he was like on his way. Like, after all, I was like, I'm watching this show 100% for Big. No, no diss to Rob, but it just was like, Not at all. Fucks with Big, dog. Like, then he became like a dad. It was a whole fucking transition. He was it definitely. That's that's the love that we all need to have 
we should have gotten for Big Black. And in his passing, even Rob, Rob was just like faded from obscurity a little bit. Like he, he kind of does ridiculousness, but not nothing to the extent that he did before. He's a whole lot more calm. Nah, he kind of does now. I, I assume I don't follow Rob Deck, but I assume he does like he won. Like I have enough things to kind of maneuver obscurely and get bread because I just feel like people still think motherfuckers are like, you know, just get out of the spotlight and somehow lose, which is fucking crazy. Like I just, just fucking sidebar. I was, I was, I saw this fucking. Um, it was one of those. I think it was the Earn Your Leisure dudes because they just. You look, look at them and be like, I could start a motherfucking dumb tech company. And whatever. <laughs> it was a dude, and he was talking about like how he started his trucking company. And yeah. he was like, I started out with one truck and now I got six. And he was just explaining just those numbers. And then I was kind of then I saw something about I was watching like I am athlete. There's an I am athlete LA now. Shout out to them niggas. And they were just discussing money and the money for the athletes and money for like dudes out of school. And it's like shit, man. If you get these big lump sums of like football money, even if you only had like the fucking lauded three to five year gap, if you just skip one or two chains, just, you know, maybe like, you know, like just skip one or two of those and shout out to Nick Young for that funny ass bar and tuck away five or six pairs of Amiri jeans. Just don't buy those for a little bit. And then like that dude was like, I got six trucks and started a company and I'm really set. Y'all could buy 12, you niggas could easily in the first couple of years buy like 12 trucks and start two other businesses on the side. You could blow both knees out and you'll be perfectly fine. You could literally go out the next day, next game, and a nigga destroy both fucking legs. Like you out there just like, he quit job. And like your life is still straight. Like, I don't know, man, do it. Cause don't fuck around and give me a couple million. Now y'all gonna see me wearing the same raggedy clothes. And I'm gonna somehow, he walks like he's rich cause he fucking is. It don't even have to be a couple million. I, I, in my affirmation book, and which I wrote, I think for oh, this type of things, I wrote. Man, I just be saying shit for memory. Yeah, and I, I need to get better on that. I'm going to come back to that in a minute, actually. But I think for this set of affirmations or things that I wanted, that I wanted to manifest, I think I wrote it in 2019, 18. Mm. For me, it's like I'm pinnacle. I'm cool with a hundred thousand a year. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. To have, especially if I have ten thousand after everything is paid for, I just have five, ten thousand that's just there that I can kind of bullshit around with. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Even if that's just like an extra, I have an extra ten thousand a year that to play around with everything else is paid for all expenses are handled and i'm left at the end of the year with an extra ten thousand to do whatever the fuck i want with. that's more than fine so millions i'm definitely like do you think we get too caught up in that like as just a culture because like motherfuckers really will like like what you just said niggas are out here living off of you know motherfuckers was losing their minds off six hundred dollars stimulus checks not paying attention that you know how to move. This seems like this is definitely a struggle, but you know how to make it maneuver with this and not paying attention that niggas got to get to the bag. But it's like this over here would allot you, like you just said, fuck it. I just get, I'll give you niggas a high six figures. I'll give you two to 300 thou. Like you niggas don't have to max out that two to 300 thou. Like if you were making a consistent two to 300 thousand, you could live a, a, a lovely, not even a couple, you could live a really lit life and have your shit on the side and it's niggas who are getting millions and just seem to still be in this consistent rat race. And I'm like, well, shit, what's the fucking point of having all these millions 
and you end up being fucking just these weirdly unhappy, rich as fuck, but I'm just begging, begging. I get anxious sometimes, and I, this is an, I'm, this is really an old nigga statement I'm finna say, like, like besides just bang, bang, shoot the motherfuckers, like, you start hearing like, get to the bag, chases, get to the bag, chases. You, after a couple listens to some music, I'm like, I'm fucking anxious, man. Did I work enough today? Like, right. I did. I went to work. Shit, and we sitting at home like, fuck. I got eight hours of sleep. I fucked up. Like, no, nigga. Like, you did a good thing today. You were perfectly fine. Like, because like, I've noticed that they'd be like, damn, nigga, why the fuck are you so tired? You went to sleep. But shit, half of your sleeping was thinking for two or three hours about. This, this, and this is like, no, you you did enough. You don't be lazy and don't be fucking overzealous. There's a balance. Favorite fucking line around this bitch. Like balance. Balance is is way, 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 way underrated, especially in our society. Because we forget the importance of it. Kind of like we forget to do the intros at the beginning of the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Just a Dope Guys Podcast. Get that out the way. Um, in case you see things look different, we have yeah, y'all see the names under you see the names at the bottom. TJ's on location, and I am in the studio. All oh, by yeah, my yeah, guys. I'm in my second favorite. Like, honestly, man, I love home, but like Houston, I mean, I, I, I really like this place, man. I don't know what Will Smith doing. I maybe that comes at a certain level of money because Will Smith talked about his peaceful, his peaceful place is Miami. I can't relate, but like I fuck with here. Like heat, big ass, uh six foot bugs. I don't care. I'm chilling. You had it right the first time. It's heat, big ass, and food. Yeah. It ain't and, it, yeah. and gyms. Like people in Texas is actually like they lifting to get beefy. So like between gym culture, food culture, and thick culture, like you are just you are immersed. You are thoroughly immersed, sir. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I mean, you know, people talk about vibes. I'm into, like, simple shit makes me happy. Like, I just like going around and seeing, like, happy little head nods and shit. Like, even when I'm at home, like, I fully have, like, a couple of, like, like I have a cheese membership in the 24. I could easily go to a bunch. I actively take my ass to the 24 on Austin just so I can see. No, that one I want Hawthorne. I just like seeing us, like, in, in mass. I don't talk. A little head nod. I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. So I had to like that out here because here motherfuckers really say hello. Right. That's Southern hospitality. But that does essentially that's you kind of searching for the balance that you don't get on a regular basis to kind of tie it back in. Like you being able to have a certain mindset that I need a balance of this. I get an abundance of this. I don't need this much. Let me get rid of it and implement something that I don't get a lot of, which is some genuine fucking niceness and positivity and just smiling faces. Let me go. Let me go find that. But that goes back to me saying like, like balances is highly underrated. We don't appreciate it. I think that's kind of in the post, like I posted today. Um, Basically, it was essentially saying like you're not you're not lazy, you're not whatever negative concepts come to mind. You're simply just you're tired. You're tired. You're, you're basically tired. You're ran through the floor because you've been through so much. And I was posting that really just to point out how we we overconsume. Mental health is at a high. Physical health struggles are at a high. Emotional health, financial well being struggles are at like all these different struggles are at an all time high. Where's the balance? Do we understand what balance is? We're so over when it comes to overconsumption or things of that nature. We don't know what it's like to balance these things out and we run ourselves so thin. Then what happens? Fucking burnout shit. You Exactly. I don't even think sometimes people recognize like, because I feel like we've 
at least in personal conversations, we've got a stigma for being just the fucking like shit on everything people. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is the thing of like, you do realize it's like, damn, you want, uh, what's, there's a page we follow and I see a lot of this shit. It's like stillness, you know, awareness, peace, meditations, all that same shit. Uh-huh. But it's like, you know, it just, I think about it. Like when I watch, um, I saw the fuck the, uh, holistic psychologist woman, she talks a lot about, you know, we all talk about mental health, but you don't, we don't, a lot of times I don't think we all pay attention to like how things affect like our nervous systems. Right. Like said, if we're consistently running around, if I'm going to work, zoom, 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 because I want to be a good employee. I want to be a good enough employee, make some money, blah, 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 blah. Then zoom, 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 zoom for everybody wants to start a business. Even this, as much as this is fun, this is kind of fun work. Like there's, this is the easy part, the conversation, but the behind the scenes people should we want to make content. We want to post on social media, which is this weird balance between I have fun with this, but I know we have to start generating numbers, blah, blah, blah. If you have relationships or children or people who might rely on your time and space, whatever, it's like you really aren't sitting down because it's like, man, I got to go hang out with you. You got to go see your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fucking mom or whatever, whatever. And you have to be present in these spaces. You have to give these people time and attention. And I don't think people often pay attention to like, you didn't ever really calm, you didn't hit pause all day. You got up at five to go whatever, and you've been on go until you go to bed. Right. And it's like, and even, you know, you go to bed and if you don't hit REM sleep, you, this shit is until you really, you might get four or five hours where you really knocked out. You, you working on fumes at best. Burning the candle at both ends, as as Cassandra Elaine would tell me growing up. Like you can't burn the candle at both ends. You have to be able to balance that stuff out. But we're we're so I can't even say we're enamored with it, but we are so conditioned to think that we have to spend every waking moment obligated to doing something. Something to get us more material, essentially. That's what it all boils down to. More material, something to have, something to possess. I have to work harder to gain more things to have in my possession, whether it's other people, whether it's more situations, whether it's more money, whether it's businesses, whether it's actual things, whether it's whatever. Spend more time to get more time. Like We're, we're trying to possess so many different things that we think we have to utilize this precious thing that we can't get back in order to get more stuff that is easily dismissible. We don't realize, like, I don't need, I don't need all this shit. Like, I don't need all the food that I eat. I don't need all the clothes that I have. Like, I don't need a lot of this shit that I have. All I need is a bare minimum. So that kind of goes back to what I said as far as hundred thousand. Hundred thousand is a lot. Yeah. When you've lived on a little bit of money and you understand how to make it go, oh, I don't need a million. I would like a million, but that's just more money I have to give away to do more positive things. I don't need all that for myself, though. Yeah, like it, it's it's a bit of overstimulation because like even the go even the outside culture, like shit. If y'all y'all aren't in the DMs, but as much as the DMs are geek shit, current events, the DMs is also like these look like cool events, but it's shit that just this is dope. This is something dope to do in due time. But even chasing, it's like a sense of chasing the fun. It's not fun. It's like got to do this. Got to make sure we're having drinks. Got to make sure we're dancing. Got to make shit. This is work now. We're chasing 
I didn't have enough good times at work. I'm chasing it. This is now a job. It's not this. Like, I remember how, no, I don't give a shit what you kids are doing now. You niggas did not turn up as much as people who were, like, adulting between, like, 07 and, say, the early 2000s. You niggas was not, and I'm not dissing you children, but, like, the only people beating us was, like, the 80s and the nigga when cocaine and hair, hair on was it. But that was, like, you know, it was, like, you know, I didn't know, nobody, we were all coming into our dota, but it was just, like, freedom. I'm going to go out because I'm just out but I'm not going out to counteract the fact that I've been doing so much busy that I need to go out in order to, you know, make it, make it seem like it's balanced. And I'm like, I'm working for like a high. It's almost like that Will Smith posted. I don't even know which one of us posted that, but getting like high on pleasure, like to be an adult, to be really whatever, like peace is what you really want. And understanding the difference between peace and just the overstimulation of pleasure Cause it's like drugs. If we're looking at like how shit fires off in the brain, you can tell my black ass is doing homework today. Like um, the same drugs release in your brain, and it's like you you doing too much. The faucet is on. You cut it off. Like you need to learn how to live when it's this peace, this silence, this nothing. There's a lot of good shit in nothing. Right. I think people are afraid of nothing because they're afraid of what their truth is that's going on in their mind. True. So they find all this other shit to occupy my attention with. I mean, I I deal with that a lot with clients in therapy, especially when it comes to grief and loss. You know, I don't want to sit quietly because when I sit quietly, that's when I start thinking about my reality. And I don't want to deal with my reality. I want to deal with something else. So it's it just it it's hard to our detriment and we don't even recognize it, but that's part of the imbalance to the point to where we don't even recognize ourselves, let alone how much over in all these other categories you are. Shout out to D. She said in the comments, uh, very true, there's no balance. Oh, we you can see you, know, you can see them too, just to kind of let you know. I just forgot I was in private chat. Like you can now nah, I didn't need, there's a whole private chat part. I know we could talk about y'all apparently. Y'all don't even know <laughs> I fucking learned something right now. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, she so we we prioritize basically powering through and overcoming. Um, most of us are slow sleep deprived. Like we don't even realize how sleep deprived we are, which is true. Which coming to that, when it comes to like say mental health, like people don't realize nutritionally and sleep wise how that it helps promote a healthier thought process. Yeah. With our world being so sleep deprived and so behind or nutrients like we're nutrient deficient and we're sleep deprived would that explain why so much of our society is in complete disarray why we have these black and whites like one extreme to the next but there is no peace there's no middle ground there's no calm there's no definitely like depending on what people are doing i think it it helps or it it, it, it's a factor because i should i know me personally it's a factor for me like it's there are times where you know somebody might say like i'll just notice like if i'm taking inventory of I've been trying to be like, I try to be good at like taking inventory about, you know, whatever the fuck I'm doing. I'll notice even like, I'm not as with it on like, say even something as simple as social media. Cause like, I'm, this shit is burnt. Like I don't have it. Like, somebody, yeah, somebody might be saying something and I really like will have all of my thoughts. I exhausted maybe like now, like if, if I'm having a terribly busy week, I know I have to like focus in and come in on say, you know, a fucking Monday. And like blast through and like, okay, I gotta show up for the show. I gotta show up for clients. I gotta go 
see them, you're anxious, you're whatever, we got to go get you whatever the fuck you need right now. And I'm like, I got to show it for you. And it's like, when I'm done, I'm like, oh, shit, you had a bad day. Let's talk to you, friend, or let's talk to you, you know, spouse, let's talk to you, kid, like whatever people are going through, it's like, damn, you fuck around and pay, never pay attention to. I didn't really do a fucking thing to reset for my goddamn self. And, uh, you know, then you get into them conversations of, am I being selfish? But there's a positive level of selfish, like, yeah, I'm finna explode if I don't, if I don't go, like, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't want no lights. <laughs> I want all this shit off. I want to go in like a, what was that shit? In that first terrible Daredevil movie, that nigga just got in that little water thing. That shit's sexy as fuck when I see that shit now. I'm like, oh, man. You oh, the little hyperbolic chamber yeah, touch. that nigga set the clothes that shit and sound went away. It's just me oh. in a chamber of quiet and darkness. Holy fuck. I'm just here floating. I'd be in that bitch for a month. Just relaxing. They had. They, I've seen that on so many different TV shows. Now they also had that on a, on an episode of Titans. Starfire, like she's been having hallucinations or something where she's like she's not oh, yeah. present and she's about to use her powers and fuck some shit up. And then she'll come to and she might be in a completely different area that she's teleported to. So she got in one of those to kind of like contain her brain and kind of get herself back on track. She still end up teleporting and go somewhere else. But you got Blackfire on there, just sidebar her sister, man. Both long-legged, chocolatey individuals that look quite lovely. Shout yeah. out to Titans for that. We got a, a, a double scoop with a long chocolate. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not into uh, gratuitous like Rick and Black, but I like seeing that shit. I like, you know, Starfire was orange, so like honestly, we can take up all the alien space because why the fuck not? But I just like, you know, give it, give it, give everybody they motherfucking just do and. Promote black people and geek shit because I've already done my rants on that, but right. it gives us more room to do more stuff. We're bigger. Even though they always find a way to make them fall in love with the white boy. Yeah. I mean, this one doesn't seem forced because obviously, you know, Nightwing and Starfire have a history. Like they, they go, they fuck with each other, which I know, <laughs> I know you guys. But it proves my fucking Batman theory, cause motherfucking she don't fuck Superboy. He, you know, he does. But even him, he goes and fucks Wonder Woman. Still better than Clark. Probably that Lex Luthor blood, cause. But Tameranian, she can punch buildings and shit. Set shit on fire. But Dick said, "I got that dick. I got that dick." But her sister on the TV show, yes, yeah. sister is fucking Superboy. I feel like that's just some, you know, dominant. She was looking at him as if he was supposed to be her manservant. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you have superpowers. That means you will be a strong manservant. Okay. Like, do you, do you power drive that thing the way that you can lift up cars and throw buildings? Like, what, she's literally like, what, what's, can you do that in every situation? Like, what you, you ain't no timid nigga. Is she like, what's, what's going on with it? So he, he did a little, some they had him break the bed, even though it was his first time having sex, apparently. So, of course, whatever. And even in that situation, like a strong picked a strong, I picked somebody that was equally yoked, I picked somebody that is of equal balance to me. I know how to figure out how to pick somebody that can balance me out by having some similar qualities that I have, but also making up in certain areas where I lack, as opposed to it being an oh, extreme. 
y'all know the motherfucking vibes and that shit. I'm, I'm going to, I'm actively very okay with dying on that hill. I, I, I think of myself as like guts, the huge sword. Yeah, fuck you guys. Go watch the man. It'll fuck your head up a little bit, but it's good shit. It's wonderful. All of this is wonderful. Just anime in general. Like I said, we talked about geek shit. And just even when we're talking about this, this whole balance situation as a society, they have undertones in lots of different shows of like how that shit is important. Fuck yeah. It's necessary. Everything, whether it's somebody becoming stronger, whether it's somebody like causing a disturbance within the world and you have to balance it out, whether it's somebody having a disturbance within themselves that they have to figure out how to control, like everything about anime will kind of tell you some sort of way to balance yourself out positively. But that's a societal thing. Anime is part of Japanese culture there. Yep. Here, what do our shows promote you? Man, chaos and like feigned attempts at betterment but just you know recycled bullshit ways to fucking like it's real surfacey like it, it, it's um it's like my favorite rant guys it's like the uh kind of like this meme culture that i want to say we touched on and i've had a couple personal conversations about you know uh justin LaBoy or a fucking spiritual world or shit like there you have to put what's that shit like that's some of the ways to tell the good lies you got to bring some truth in it you know, it'll be them posts to be like, read that again. No, I'm not going to read that shit again. Because you don't really say shit. Right. Like, we're not ready to have, we're absolutely ready to have this conversation. You're not saying anything that really is of substance. You're saying little things that, and it's not to even be the dude that's like, um, make everything unfun or serious. But it's like, if we're looking at this shit about how it affects like our people, like that's even how niggas are so mad critical of niggas as us, we are niggas of relationships and shit because it's like if you think about it from like a black you know the macro of it our relationships are what build the foundation of how we grow as a people we're in some we're in some shit we've been niggas been in shit forever so it's like promoting this narrative that you know even that know your worth shit is really fucking dangerous because know your worth but also know that this other person has worth too it's about know your worth has now become this thing of i am above reproach now we back. I don't even know if we back at, at square one. That should have put you two set two steps back because you're looking at this king as somebody who has to step down to your level, step down below you in order to like, you know, you have that cow to you. You're looking at this woman who is like a really queenly, amazing partner. You want the bitch to lick your boots. This is ego. You're not looking for respect. You're not looking for you know your worth. You want to be a you know adore my balls. Fuck you, nigga. Say hello. <laughs> Ma'am, say hello back. He said something to you and said, what would you like to do? He's not fucking indecisive. He's, what are your interests so we can build? And then you got to figure out the dates. This is the most fucking bare minimum required. Shut up. That's not a, just fucking go enjoy life. On one end, get to know me for who I am. On the other end, tell me what we're doing. They don't. They don't. Speaking of that, speaking of some shit, man, you like fucking uh, I don't know, going to open houses because you're really into fucking architecture and shit. If I pick the date, we go into Comic Con. Like fucking sprinkle me, man. Like you ain't got to tell me every fucking thing, but like 
what do you like? I'm not, yeah, make the date. Fuck it, we're gonna go to my favorite sandwich spot because they make amazing food. Not that it's expensive, it's a great sandwich spot. They're a food truck, and from the food truck, we go to this fucking art gallery because I particular artist, none of this shit is the shit you said you like. You like fucking Italian food and going to, like I said, open houses and shit. Should have said something, nigga. So now we're doing what I like to do. Right, which is kind of like what we talked about on Saturday as far as compatibility. You're automatically letting me know that we're not compatible because I can ask you for your to be, you know, included in this situation. What is it that you would prefer? What would you like to do? And you like you spouse to automatically. All right. We're not compatible in that area. That's one. You got two strikes left, goddammit. But at, what what is it about us that makes us e- approach each other with our perception of them as if their per- our perception of them is supposed to be concrete like because i have this image of you in my mind you are supposed to be that i think um i think it's a little bit of selfishness like ego bringing in past experiences and just lack of understanding that like when you come into relationships you know the favorite line is relationships are mirror we i think a lot of times come into relationships thinking this person is supposed to meet our expectations i'm coming in that i want this thing you know, uh, what's a really fancy play on words? Like, we all, like, need what we want, don't want what we need. Shout out to CeeLo. Like, um, yeah, we just have this really childish understanding of how relationships function, and I don't think we grow with them because those type of that type of growth requires that you examine yourself and you go, I am on bullshit, and I am on bullshit because of what I was taught. Now I have to deal with, it's a, it's becomes these compound issues. I have to undo the way I think but in undoing the way I think, I have to now look back and go, damn, my mama was on bullshit. And my daddy was on bullshit. And my grandpappy was on bullshit. And they were on bullshit. You know, you can counteract that with they were on bullshit because of the environment they came from. If you put all the things in the, in the it's not even a judgment of them. It's like, okay, this worked for them. And they needed to do it this way because of all these variables. I am fortunate enough to be in a better, you know, time comparatively. Um, or I can maneuver in a different way. Nobody's saying, nigga, get off that goddamn hose. It's white folks. But with that comes a level of responsibility to balance it out. It's like, oh, I don't have these barriers that they had. So now I'm responsible to like readjust how I enter relationships because what I thought was the way was really what they were forced to log into. And it wasn't beautiful. They were kind of shackled by it. They made it look beautiful because it's what the fuck black folks do. We take our traumas and make them into fucking soul food. But I don't want high cholesterol. I'm not gonna not eat my mama mac and cheese, but I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it work for me. So I just feel like we don't and once again, you know, big up the squad, but that's why mental health is important because we don't really pay attention to how much we have to unprogram and readjust. Cause it's not just unlearning, you have to relearn new shit. It's right. like not just that's bad. It's like, oh hey man, let me work workout fucking analogy. It's like, oh, you've been squatting terrible. It's not enough to know that you're squatting terrible. You have to now relearn how to squat. And relearning how to squat means that if you're squatting the right way, you might have been putting up a terrible 315. Now you can only do a plate because you're like, oh, fuck, these are muscles you've never used. So now you got to learn how to use the bitches. Is that tiresome? Is it? Yeah, great. And then that goes into the fucking gratitude thing from the Choi guy. I got levels to this bitch. I do this. If you tweak it, you now have gratitude that, wow, I'm doing it the right way. Because if I'd have kept putting this 315 up the way I was doing it, I'd have blew my back out and my knees would have caved in. Right. Now I'm doing it the right way. So 
Am I doing less weight? Yes. But when I build up back, I'll be doing double the weight that I was doing before because I'm fucking stronger for it. And motherfuckers start to look at it like that. Cool. If it take you four years to get a degree, you've been a dickhead. You came into your, I like to say, you came into your own at 15. Ma'am, you're 31. We got 16 years of undoing. You might have to do 16 years of undoing. Just if you think about it that way, you might have wrapped that shit up in eight, but who knows? Right. Not even realizing that's even focusing maybe on one particular area. Because when you talk about conditioning and deconditioning, we don't even pay attention to how deep that goes. So even um, when we were talking about TV shows, things that we watched, right? Things that we internalized for for blurdom, geek life, so to speak. That's something that has been conditioned us that we accept as a norm now makes us look at a different perspective. But we also end up having that same perspective of approaching things one dimensionally or approaching things with imbalance or whatever we're struggling with in our life. That also dictates the things that we consume from food to music to entertainment to the celebrities that we pay attention to our perception of them ends up being skewed because we're approaching them with the perspective that we think that they should be so that kind of goes into like what we talked about off the air as far as uh the the situation with ti or the comment from ti so to provide some context to those of you that may not have seen it T.I. was on, I always forget the name of the podcast, but it's one of the podcasts based in Atlanta that has Big Block as one of the hosts. You can look it up. But he was on the show and they asked him, like, how do you feel about people making negative comments about you doing the commercial that you did years ago? He did a commercial for the police department many years ago that was kind of telling people, like, call this hotline if you see some crime or you want to report this or you report that. And he was letting people know, like, for me, facing 10 years in jail, for some guns that I bought to protect myself versus me doing this commercial to tell regular citizens that are not street people to report a crime or to, you know, do something to contact the police to protect themselves without me having to hurt anybody, without me having to snitch in on anybody or cause any drama. I would choose that all day long. I'm not that gangster. Y'all have this perception of me that I'm supposed to be, big bad gangster ti but i'm not going to choose 10 years over choosing to do this commercial because of what you think of me i'm secure enough within myself to understand who i am what i've done what i haven't done to realize that this makes way more sense to protect me as opposed to this which is going to protect the perception you have of me yeah i think shit i think thought processes like that and this is you know the fucking um you know monologues of a, a college graduate who's in grad school who ain't never touched a brick, but, you know, here we go. Um, <laughs> but if if you're thinking about this, you you are a thinking man. Like, you niggas are thinking on a businessman level. You're thinking on a survival level. Your niggas' minds are working on a variety of shit to really get it done in the streets. So if we're looking at it just beyond perception, you have to be a little bigger than pride. And I think that's one thing where we might fail besides just flat-out racism and, like, fucking thinking that these other groups are way better. But when we look at like the mafia and these other thirds, a lot of them big motherfuckers were stitches, but a lot of them, even if they weren't stitches, the things they did, people were like, this is for the betterment of the businesses, for the betterment of the family, the collective, the whatever. And it wasn't so much false pride, which I think a lot of our shit is on. We are so built on the surface shit because we know we don't have anything that is of value. Them niggas was like, fuck all these like little low rent, like what was that shit, a, Bro- a Bronx tail or whatever, where the nigga grabbed him in the street and he was like, fuck this motherfucker, you got bought, he got bought for $20, he's out your life. 
hood niggas would have gunned that nigga down because you're not going to play with my motherfucking money and my name for $40, nigga. Now you got sent up. And I think, you know, for us, especially like say with the TI thing, it's not having the broader perspective. It's like, think about this, bro. Like niggas out here playing Takashi 6ix9ine, watching American Gangster think Frank Lucas was the best shit ever to a degree. But it's like, like you just said, he did this thing. It's embarrassing. But honestly, my nigga, if they called this number, it's not going to call it on y'all because y'all should be a, a higher level of criminal or a nigga in the streets that this number is not going to affect you. Are you going to be kicking in some lady's old lady's door to steal her radio? No. Right. Y'all, are, y'all are over here doing business. So it's not even going to affect you. Nobody got snitched on. Nobody got fucked up. You know his situation. So as opposed to going up for 10 when you could do this little embarrassing thing and get back, you know, get back to it at the time that he was in his life, as opposed to you niggas up here not even understanding the system, you blasting your favorite rapper saying, I beat Fed time, but Gugwap is out here telling you nobody beats Fed time. If a nigga says he did, he he's a rat. And y'all, so have the perspective to understand how this shit really, really works. Or do something else because it's clearly not for you. Because you're not, you're not thinking in a space to really use this to your benefit. You just want to kind of I'm gonna get the streets. Well, no, nah, because if you're really gonna be that guy, you need to be able to think like him. Right. My niggas are not BMF. Them niggas was different. Right. I have this perception that all rappers are supposed to be Bobby Bobby Schmurder or Shine esque, where when you're faced with jail time, you're just supposed to beat it or do it. I don't have the understanding. Like hindsight being 2020, that incident with Ti was damn near what 10 years ago, roughly. I would just be getting out now. And all the shit that I've accomplished in that amount of time, which included me even being in a Marvel movie, I would have not been able to do any of these things. No TV show, no Marvel movie, no albums, no no uh, marches, no speaking in front of people, no advocacy for, for black rights and things of like that. I would have missed all of that had I stuck to the perception that you had of me and what you think should be best for me as opposed to me doing what is best for myself and not hurting anybody in the process. Not allowing our individuals to grow is the hugest fucking problem. Cause like understandably TI can maybe still drop like, you know, drug bars or some shit he did X amount of years ago. But when you look at the man, like, I'm not, and this is not taken away, like, I'm not saying he's not whatever, but I don't look at T.I. anymore as, like, we're a band, man. Like, I remember that. I was great. Now, this little nigga crazy. I remember the gun thing. I remember, like, I 100% believe T.I., you know, Clifford was 100, T.I.P. was a whole different nigga. Like, I, I, I understand that life. Great. But also, I don't watch the show for real, but, like, I see too many photos of this nigga with a baby. He's a full-time father. He got a bunch of fucking houses. When you hear fucking people who I consider to be mogulish in my little mind, like the killer mics and shit like that, who talk about him with such reverence, it's like you have to now start putting this man in another conversation. He's at the he's at the tables. Now you can tear that he's not maybe at the top because Hove is like fucking, you know, royalty and Diddy is like fucking hip hop mogul royalty. But when TI goes to sit at the table, he not sitting at the table with little such and such unless he's giving out fucking game. He's sitting at the tables with the mogul niggas. He's, he's, it's not the same. He's, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to buy a, a fucking, this, this giant house and I got 27 businesses and I fly my kids out to fucking Nepal so I can teach them about whatever the fuck book I was reading. Like I was like, wow, this tower shit is amazing. Like T.I. could be that, is probably that nigga. Like 
I learned about tower shit while I was reading dictionary stuff. So instead of just saying it, I got my kids in a we just learn like it's not block boy shit. Like those taught him principles of how to stand on, you know, being an honorable nigga, but that doesn't mean he has to be a dope boy anymore. That's not the game. That's the game you did when you had no other options. He's got a billion options. Y'all gotta shut the fuck up. Right. He's my my mindset alone is on a different plan than a lot of y'all. So the decisions that you would make are not the decisions that I would make, which clearly means that you should probably be paying attention to my decisions as opposed to your perception of me, because my decisions got me in a place where you would like to be. I can stand next to Jay-Z just casually. Like you look at him as a pinnacle financially. I got the nigga number in my phone. I can text him and just say, what up? When he has the Rock Nation brunches, I'm on the list automatically if I feel like coming. Why? Because of the perception, not because of the perception, but because of the mindset that I actually have. Maybe you should pay attention to the reality as opposed to the imbalanced perception that you have of me. Shout out to D. She said, that's right. T.I. is definitely a smart man. He's made mistakes, but he's a thinker for sure. You can't get where he's going being a dummy or being being a dummy, which is pretty much the premise of what I've just said. Like you, we look too much at the image of people. And we start, like you said earlier, surface level, we approach people surface level based strictly on what we see and what we hear. And we don't realize that although you are promoting a certain type of individual or certain lifestyle through the, the image that I see from you, I'm not looking at depths to find out what that actually is. There's no balance. I'm paying attention to one thing and one thing only. And that's what I'm ingesting. There's an imbalance in how I receive you. I mean, I'm going to make a fucking, um, you know, just selfish ass anime blurred, whatever type fucking tie in. But if you consume, say, a lot of material where the characters and things like that stay the same, the villain's always the villain, villain. no diss to fucking soap operas, but, you know, uh, I don't remember the fucking names, but they'd be the same characters for 40 years. They're always an evil piece of shit. You're always whatever. I'm going to watch 27 episodes of My Hero, and the whole premise is this motherfucker started out. Every time you touch something, your fucking arm blows up. Now you can like pick something. In that is just a simple idea of progress and be better than the version you were before. If I take this premise and I move that into my artist, if I move that into my daily life, uh, what's that shit? Yami from fucking uh, Black Clover, like, surpass your limits. Yes, there is a level of corniness to it, folks. I understand that. But consuming and developing material where it's like, this, the lens has to be to be better. Be better in a variety of ways. These characters go from, not only was I like a weak-ass crybaby, now I'm better mentally. I'm right. They all do the fucking, you know, turn and glare. And I was like, oh, that nigga's a badass now. He didn't stand like that before. If I have that, if I apply that to my artist, I want to see, and even back to the mixtape era, we were the, like, it wasn't fucking drop, dude. I used to like hearing a nigga drop mixtape one, and by mixtape three, I was like, his flow is better. His beat picking, his beat picking is better. Like, he had to be really good back then for me to even start listening, because that shit sound like ass compared to, like, you know, fucking whatever, number seven. Now it's like, you know, a nigga drop a song and he makes the same song 47 times in the next six months and just stacks money. It's like, great, you're financially stable, but you're not progressing. Like, right. I've watched Crit progress. Like, this is really dope. Currency, this one, that one. So I think we have to kind of adjust that shit in our culture too. Like, niggas are not supposed to 
you keep your like Hove is still the the principles that Marcy taught him great, but Big Pimpin and Four for Four are two different niggas. Totally different situations. Like I like that. I'm like, yo, you can, and that's supposed to be to you, nigga, to look like, hey, I like the pussy and the boot ass and whatever now. But you know what? I like also having a family. Right. And I like being able to not. I'm worth a billion, and I never wear a chain because I know how money works now. Like I'm, I'm in a different state of mind. That kind of goes back into the societal mindset that we have, right? Because if you think about the comparison of things as a whole, when we think of say music, you think of the industry or things that are popular, just how you were talking about anime, the characters have progression, right? When you look at popular American cartoons, no progression for the characters. Rugrats stayed the same forever. SpongeBob has been the same forever. Even fucking Blue's Clues with the exception of Steve fucking leaving us to go to college, <laughs> which we should have went with him. But like no progress. Everything stays exactly the same with music. The popular artist, the, the baby, no progression. Meg, no progression. Nikki, to a certain point, progressed, stopped progressing. It was the same. Like, oh, we like everything that we romanticize and, and, and intake into ourselves and make a part of us to be exactly the same as how we received it. Oh, I like old school nineties R and B. You don't like to progress to anything else. You don't like to look at anything else. Everything just has to be this one set concept for you to be able to ingest it. You don't like change. What are you afraid of? Which is a trip because that seems to be the biggest critique of the fucking, like say the Drake album, Matt, you know, from like Joe Budden to Rory Mall and, other platforms should even us it's like you can't say sonically it's not doesn't sound good but it doesn't sound it didn't do anything for me it's like oh okay drake sounds like drake and sonically like he does hit these tones and like great but it sounds throwaway it's like you're meant to be better and then you know some people have conversations where you know you're the best and blah 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 oh shit black man the fucking goat hey man see no bring him back on the camera that's another conversation about motherfucking uh, progression. That nigga was, th- this is Basement Man and just signed a fucking, um, we, we, we're we fucking moguls out this bitch. That's a living representation. That's a walking representation of what I'm fucking talking about. Motherfucker said, we're here. And if he was sitting there and said, you know what, I'm a radio uh, nigga and I just like to say Basement Conversation. This shit doesn't fucking happen. Niggas is not on stream yards. It's 20, it's 20 billion shows on this bitch. We talk about titties and philosophy and fucking, uh, I don't know what else, nigga, like an assholes, whatever. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, motherfucker, and here's the thing, people are back, are crazy thirsty for it because we just heard Andre 3000 and niggas are having existential crises off this nigga's verse. Because it's like, I forgot what it's, being motherfuckers like, I forgot what it's like for a motherfucker that he's talking to. He's talking to his mom through fucking Kanye's mom. It's like, this is an artist. This is what you motherfuckers did this for. This is what we all fell in love with hip hop and the culture and all this other shit for. And I'm not mad at you niggas saying, I did the titty, lick the titty, big bitty, 50, 50. But it's not the same. And y'all got to stop doing just fucking that. And I'm, I don't care. I'm going to die on that hill too. A lot of hills are dying, but I got to get some weapons. <laughs> I want to live. I want to live. Shout out to D in the comments. She says, so true. We value tradition. Tradition. I wish I could like really read. I don't even want to go past that. Because the fact that we can stop there and say we value tradition and lack of progression just with that. 
this is traditional, I want to stick to it. There are some traditional ideals that we can grasp onto and utilize them to progress in different ways as we go through our life. But we like, nah, I want to go backwards. I want to go back to when this was that and go back to being that. You want to regress? In what part of the world do you want to regress? Like some things in tradition were lost for a reason. Some things they didn't lose. They they weren't lost. They evolved into something different. Y'all don't even want that. But yes, you know, appreciate D for throwing that little tidbit out there. We just, we afraid of change and progress for whatever reason. But that's a societal thing that's shaping our minds as a whole, which is detrimental. We don't like tradition because traditionally we was running this bitch. Traditionally, Niggas was waking up and said, you know what? I'm going to figure out some shit that's going to completely change how the motherfucking world works. Like, you niggas ain't whatever. Traditionally, we was doing shit that white folks so goddamn jealous of. They said, had to be fucking aliens. (laughs) So you niggas don't like tradition because motherfucking traditionally niggas were like creating things that didn't exist before. So like tradition, y'all like condition. There we go. That's That's it, You don't like tradition, you like condition or to be conditioned. Either way, it's just it's a problem all the way around. No, you don't. You really don't. You won't be doing nothing but going to school. Be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'll preach I appreciate you actually listening. I appreciate that. I have a speculation. Sidebar. No shorts came in for uh oh, that fucking genius nigga lying ass that's niggas a genius I'm not I'm not fuck that he be, he he plays stupid but he's not but something like we had somebody that was like super Jesusy in the comments and something in my mind was like I feel like that shorts fucking with us just to be funny I don't know what it was but in my mind that's what I ascertained like this is shorts but at the end that's you, I knew it I knew it I told he just. It. it was him. I knew it was something just in my spirit. Something told me it was you. Jesus is watching. I knew it was you. I didn't have any clues, but something in my mind just automatically was like shorts. He told on himself at the end. He said, like, yeah, when you made bomb, he said, like, the spirit bomb of God. Spirit bomb, like, you kind of gave it away. Like, he knows us and he's not 100% religious. But I, in my mind, after the second comment, I was just like shorts automatically. Something in my mind. Yeah. I appreciate we appreciate it though. It made it made for wonderful content for anybody that didn't hear it. Go back and listen to the last episode and you can kind of see the back and forth that we had with uh Shorts's alter ego. <laughs> Damn, y'all people who like just watching, there's a whole fucking like group attached to it. Y'all don't real friends troll each other because I've been I think we've I think I've I think I've been here. We've been here a couple years and I ain't trolled enough people. I'm now on a mission to pretty much troll everybody in the group. Like I was, as soon as I guess more I get to know people, I done made Keith memes. Like we're just fuck it. Y'all all gonna catch it because content. That is the benefit of just the dope ass podcast and the good news radio. This man said he was bored at work and saw the note notification that we was on and jumped on. Is like, let me listen. See, when when you're having a terrible day at work, what can make you feel better? Us. God damn it. Download the good news radio app. You can participate with us. You can listen. You can be in the chats. We got multiple chats. You can be in the YouTube chat or the radio station chat. It don't matter. We can. Of course. We check the chat. I resonate with that because there's many a time that I have, I'm up in the morning, I'm supposed to be an active employee and that shit say, you know, top of the morning and I'm like, I know he's in here blessing people with the word. 
I'm gonna say some fucking weirdo shit and see if he can, you know, keep it together. <laughs> and so far, Keith has kept it together, but I'm gonna fuck it up one day. Like it's gonna be one day he's gonna be like, you know, they got the fucking what the fuck this nigga said? Damn, messed up. I'm, I'm gonna just yeah, I'm gonna mess up somebody. Bless the, the 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 beauty of the station, Good News Radio as a whole. A lot of us are gonna find ways to troll one another somehow, some way. You would have just kept mo- moving about your life and never would have brought it up. No. No, my brain automatically, and I don't, this one of the gifts that I was blessed with, and I don't know where it comes from, but I try to nurture it. Something automatically said shorts. I told DJ after the show, I was like, I feel like that was short. Something tells me that was, of all the people I could choose. (laughs) Just just throw it up there. I don't expect it to go in. I'm just throwing it just because I don't want to hold it no more. I, something told me. I appreciate Man, that's the mood because that nigga's firing out content and shit. I like it because it just it's just you, the the. I like everybody else got to start throwing shit up against the wall. Man, you're so creative. No, I'm not. I just be bored. Throw that shit. <laughs> this nigga posted. Man, it went from inspirational quote to some whatever shit, and I'm like, oh yeah, this nigga shorts in his bag. <laughs> fire. Shorts is in his shorts get in his bag. He like he just put his foot in. When that nigga hit the bottom of the bag, it's gonna be some shit. That shit said choose the win. <laughs> that is hilarious, but we appreciate that tip. But see what happens when you participate in the comments with us, people. You get the opportunity to like actually enjoy being a part of the show. Even if you ain't in the studio, whether you're just in the chat, shout out to G. G, not G. Shout out to D. She's in there on a regular basis. She understands. She is a G. Ooh, save. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very Kevin Hart-esque of you, sir. Man. Hey. <laughs> I know it's not gonna happen, but people would try to make it like between him and Cat Williams getting the verses. Absolutely like, not. We're not even going to that. Like, like, y'all gotta knock it off because it's not even but like cat, it's like it's is it'd be nasty. It would be a massacre. Shout out to Moni in the other chat for the app. We saw y'all. She said hey earlier. I just sent her a little uh emoji, but I didn't shout her out. But we love you, Moni. He's a fucking poet. It's you know, uh she could she's a ghostwriter for scissor or somebody now. Like a lot of you know heartbreak it 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 ain't can't be eight oh eights. I don't know what it could be. It could be like double D's and heartbreak. <laughs> it could be. I we're gonna get to a point where we can like not just talk to people at the station, but talk to other people and ask them questions. Cause when you mentioned scissor, I've had I've had a question in my mind that I wanna I wanna ask Boogie on the show. Like, did you really drunk text six scissor and get mad? She ain't reply. Like, I just want to know if it's true. I have to know that it's true. But yes, shout out to D. She said being in the studio is better, of course. Oh, see, open door policy. Everybody, not everybody, but everybody's welcome to come as long as you can come here. Right. As long as you ain't in here, like, Talking madness and and tomfoolery, you are more than welcome to come to the studio. But that's that's extended to everybody, near or far. Hell, if you out there in Houston with TJ right now, pull up on him. You can talk to him. If you see him just walking through the streets, and you want to just like, hey, nigga, you can do that and hop on. We can send you the link, and you can be here from afar. If you are in California and LA, and you want to come down to the studio, feel free. I'm pretty friendly. I feel like I don't know if I've ever worked on my fucking like resting Almerdi face, but it's not real. I'm a nice guy. 
Yeah, we ain't, we ain't murderers. We really get not. on up out here. You have any uh, last words for the people as we transition out of here for the week to get them um, going? From our usual, man, wherever, whenever you watch this, we are fucking appreciative. Tell your mama them. And I'll see y'all next time. Shorts, since you here, you got any any words for the people as they transition on for their week? <laughs> Choose to win. D, you in the chat, you active. You got something you want to tell the people for the week? We ain't got all day. You got to type, type it quick, goddammit. Type it and press end or I'm going to end this got to do a fast in the meantime as i sit here and get ready to transition out i hope you guys have a wonderful week find your balance find something to balance you out stop approaching things so surface based dive into the depths of everything decondition get rid of tradition d says just be great short and sweet just short and sweet just be great but find out what the fuck your greatness looks like don't be your perception of great. Go be your actual understanding of great. Challenge your fucking beliefs, people. Challenge them all. Shout out to Mixwell for RNRN. That's what we started the show with. And shout out to D Smoke and Sir with this as we exit. It's called Common Sense. If you don't have some, please go get some goddamn common sense. If you don't know where to start, just listen to this song. That's a whole other conversation about how we really are whooping ass in music on this coast, and it's just under talked about. Yeah, we've been better than the East Coast in a lot of ways, but we ain't gonna, you know. Yeah, I just, you know, like I feel like everybody doing their thing in certain areas, but I don't just like we ain't got. That's another thing. We ain't got. We ain't got off the gas, and you know, where the cons, where the fucking console and the fucking everybody else, bando. And black and all you fucking rapping ass niggas, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. All y'all, I'm tired. Too many fucking talented some bitches. If y'all actually appreciated the West Coast music we supposed to, then bad luck wouldn't be talking shit about y'all in memes right now. He'd be making an album. Well, shout, shout out to Luck. We appreciate you. Like, he, like, he seems like that guy. Right. Seems like a decent guy. And now on that note. We appreciate you for tuning in to Just a Dope Ass Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will see y'all on Saturday. Until then, as D said, just be great, you bitch. Bye. Enjoy. See you later. So long. Farewell. Avita, say goodbye.